Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. From Transport Topics in Washington, D.C., this is Road Signs. This podcast is brought to you by International Truck. Now, here is your host, Seth Clevenger. Hello, and thank you for listening to Road Signs, the podcast series from Transport Topics that explores the major trends and technologies that will shape the future of the trucking industry. In this episode, we're going to take a close look at the emergence of electric-powered vehicles in commercial transportation. Diesel, of course, has been trucking's main fuel for many decades. But now, with the introduction of the first battery electric trucks, it's time to ask ourselves if we may finally be catching our first glimpse of diesel's eventual successor. If that is the case, how soon can it happen? Are electric vehicles really poised to break through in commercial transportation? And will your next truck be a plug-in? We'll set out to answer these questions over the course of this show. We can start by considering the opportunities and the challenges. Electric trucks hold tremendous promise to cut fuel costs and eliminate emissions, but there are also a lot of questions, including the vehicle's range and cost and the added weight of the batteries. Later in the program, we'll sort through some of those issues with Mike Roth, Executive Director of the North American Council for Freight Efficiency. Despite the challenges, it's clear that manufacturers already believe in the potential of this technology. Truck makers and their suppliers generally are in agreement that vehicle electrification will be one of the dominant trends in the development of the trucks of tomorrow. The major truck makers are all exploring this path, and in some cases have already unveiled the first battery electric models. Meanwhile, new players such as Tesla and Nikola Motor Company plan to enter the trucking industry with vehicles of their own. We also see key industry suppliers lining up to support this move toward vehicle electrification. One of those suppliers is Cummins the largest manufacturer of diesel engines for the North American truck market. Despite its long history and success with diesel, the company has made it clear that it also sees electric power as an important part of its future. To understand why, we're thrilled to bring in Julie Ferber, Executive Director of Cummins' electrified power business. Thanks for joining us, Julie. Thank you. Now, Cummins, of course, has a long and proud history as a pioneer in diesel engines. You know, this is going all the way back to 1919, so uh, just about a century now. And over that time, the company's name, you know, really has become synonymous with uh, diesel engines, especially here in the trucking industry. So I have to ask you, uh, why did Cummins uh, see that it was important to invest in vehicle electrification? So I think, you know, I think diesel's really been the answer to the commercial market's needs, both on and off highway for for, for most of that hundred years. So I think, um, but as we go forward, I think we can see that the, the world is changing and there's an opportunity within with the advancements in technology and the you know the, the progress in the cost of that technology that actually there's an opportunity now to offer a variety of power solutions to customers to best meet their needs 
And certainly I think electrification, both fully electric and hybrid systems are a big piece of that. So I think, you know, for Cummins, it's somewhat of an evolution to add those types of technologies into our portfolio, much as we've done with natural gas in the past. And going forward, we expect, you know, maybe other types of solutions such as fuel cells to become part of our portfolio as well. Okay. Well, that'll be fascinating to watch. And you know, speaking of electrification, uh, Cummins last year showcased its AOS concept truck. This is an all-electric uh, Class 7 tractor uh, that you guys showed at uh, company headquarters, and it made the rounds at industry trade shows. And uh, it's a really cool truck. It's, it's cool to see uh, on the trade show floors. But, of course, that doesn't mean that Cummins is going to get into the, the truck manufacturing business. So maybe, Julie, you can take us through some of the types of systems and components that Cummins does see itself supplying to the manufacturers of electric trucks in the future. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, yeah, AOS is a, is a very cool vehicle, but it really was a showcase for our systems and, and components as we go forward. So our plan is to provide both fully electric and hybrid systems to our OEM customers really accompanied by a suite of best-in-class components. So we've been public already uh, for our acquisition of various um, players in the battery pack market. So battery packs is very much part of our portfolio moving forward. But also we're making investments in power electronics and motors and obviously with our, you know, utilizing knowledge we have in engines and controls to put together those systems. So we're very confident they will be very well integrated and also accompanying them will be our uh, service, global service and support, and also connectivity and knowledge of battery materials itself. So we're hoping to be, you know, as we've been in diesel for many, many years, as you mentioned before, we're hoping to be a leader in electrification through a depth of capability and technology. Okay. Next, let's talk about the market potential for electric trucks, both now and in the future. So, Julie, what trucking applications do you think will be the first to begin deploying electric vehicles? Is this something that's going to start with uh, use cases like local delivery and uh, refuse operations where the vehicle can uh, recharge overnight at the terminal? Yeah, I think great, great question, great, great comments. I think it's definitely going to start with those applications that return to base, because as you as you've rightly pointed out, there really isn't the, the public charging infrastructure in place for electric vehicles, commercial vehicles today. Um, I think also we are definitely seeing more activity within the cities where they have particular needs for air quality improvements. So really those types of operations that operate in the cities that are fairly short routes. So, you know, between 100, 200 miles a day. So that will be pickup and delivery vehicles, refuse operations. Um, we also see things like cement mixers. But also with it, even within heavy duty truck, we are seeing some use cases such as uh, port drainage trucks, which fit nicely with the with the technology that exists today in electrification and also support some of the air quality pushes um, in those um, air quality issue areas like the port. So we are seeing a lot of activity there. Okay. And looking at long haul trucking, you know, that really presents a, a greater challenge for electric trucks, you know, when you really consider the need for the charging infrastructure. But do you also see potential uh, for that segment of the market for electric trucks? 
Yeah, so I think Linehorse certainly does present a greater challenge. And I would say technology itself today for fully electric trucks is, is really somewhat prohibitive for, for line haul. The weight of batteries, the cost of batteries just do not make it an economic or effective solution for line haul trucking today, as well as the need for charging infrastructure. And the charging rates of batteries also present a barrier. So Really, for quite a long way out, we don't see that line haul trucking will will go fully electric. We do see there may be applications of certain hybrid technologies that can add efficiency and cost effectiveness to line haul trucking and also allow them a proportion of zero emissions operation. The other the other technology we see as a potential longer term technology that could apply in line haul trucking is fuel cells. So as Cummins, the good news is we continue to invest in all of those technologies. And right now would see that, you know, for the next um, several years, diesel will be very hard to beat in that market. At International Truck, we know that when it comes to the future, we all have a lot of questions. How do we take the chain off the supply chain? Will my fleet survive in an on-demand world? Will electric charge ahead of diesel? Will artificial intelligence replace us? Connectivity disconnect us all? Will my fleet become obsolete? What's next? Let's talk about it. Join International Truck in driving transportation forward at upnexttrucking.com. You know, as you mentioned earlier, you know, prior to this uh, current focus uh, across the industry right now on electrification, uh, there was also diversification into natural gas powered engines. And uh, Cummins, of course, was at the, the forefront of that. And we did see some, some growth in that segment. Uh, that, that, that niche market definitely has expanded, uh, especially while diesel prices were hovering around $4 a gallon. Uh, but in recent years, lower domestic energy prices have really prevented the natural gas market from you know, really taking off in trucking, at least at the level that you know, many had predicted several years ago. So do you, can you see a similar scenario playing out with electric trucks where we have a lot of initial promise and some adoption, but maybe not something that just sweeps across a large portion of the industry? I think it's a little different. And I think there are four key drivers of adoption in electrification that we think a lot about. So one is the technology itself. And I think the technology has come on you know, tremendously in terms of energy density of batteries, in terms of charging rates of batteries, in terms of charging um, infrastructure technology itself, that has meant that the, it really is a very, very viable solution already today in, in several applications. I also think regulation is going to be a big driver. And the minute we see zero emission mandates, um, then it's going to be very difficult. You know, it's, it's difficult to see a scenario where electrification will not be adopted more widely. Um, also, charging infrastructure we mentioned before is a big driver as and when charging infrastructure gets put in place. I think that will drive adoption. And finally, you know, the biggest factor, and you talked about it when you talked about natural gas prices, is the, the TCO. And I think, you know, we are getting close now to where some applications are starting to become TCO positive. And therefore, there is both an economic incentive and also, um, you know, a an environmental incentive to switch to electrification. So I do think it is a little different. Natural gas was a was a good alternative to to diesel, but it didn't offer complete zero emissions. You know, we have near zero emissions in some of our natural gas engines, but not complete zero emissions. And I think there was no real regulatory um, drive towards natural gas. It really 
really was just built on an economic case. And I think, as you said, diesel prices never really went to the level we, we saw. But I think we can see many markets where electric offers uh, a stability against gas prices, which are, you know, which are somewhat volatile. Okay. And another piece of this overall equation, when we look at that, you know, total cost of ownership is vehicle maintenance. Right. And when you look at the architecture of an electric vehicle, you know, at least on the surface, in theory, it, it seems like a simpler system overall when you compare it to, you know, the latest and greatest diesel engines, which of course are outfitted with a lot of uh, emissions after treatment equipment to comply with regulations. So do you think that electric powered trucks might actually reduce vehicle maintenance and downtime? I certainly think, I mean, I think your point's right. They are definitely simpler systems, less moving parts, less mechanical parts. And certainly our experience to date with some of the some of the vehicles we've had out is that they perform very well from a maintenance and downtime um, perspective. So we do expect less scheduled maintenance and we expect less unplanned downtime. Now, I think the unknown factor that everybody's still working on is what will the life of the batteries be? Because that, you know, that will dictate the costs of maintenance over the life of the vehicle. And so, you know, as battery life improves, I think that's a real boost for maintenance as well. But I think, you know, prevailing wisdom says that, you know, maintenance costs could be reduced by anything up to 30 to 60% of, of where they are today with a traditional vehicle. Okay. And while we see that there may be a lot of potential for electric trucks and uh, in many facets of, uh, of an operation, you know, there are a lot of challenges and question marks. And a lot of that does indeed have to do with uh, the battery technology, you know, its vehicle range. But, you know, another important consideration is battery weight, uh, because that added weight, of course, can cut into the, the payload for a lot of uh, uh, long haul and, and tractor trailer um, applications. And uh, of course, to uh, get to that return on investment, you know, the, the vehicle price ha- still has to be within a certain, certain scope. So Julie, what do you see as the most important factors in, in ensuring that an electric truck does indeed prefer, provide a, a return on investment? Uh, to the to the fleet that will be running them. Yeah, and I think if you're spe- you know specifically talking about trucks, I think there are a number of factors. So I think you you know you nailed a couple of them. So certainly the cost of the battery itself is very important, and we see you know you can find lots of charts which have varying degrees of how quickly that price of batteries is going to come down. I think the energy density is very important, and again, there's lots of adoption curves which suggest that over the next few years, energy density may double, which will make a real difference to weight. So the size of batteries is also important. Um, And I think, um, you know, as we go forward, the other things that are really going to impact the TCO are electricity prices, what happens to diesel prices. We just talked about maintenance costs, but also the resale value of these vehicles, which, again, is going to depend upon the life of the batteries and how well those batteries perform. So I think you're right. There are are still some unknowns. And I think, you know, my, my sense is that, the technology that we'll be working with in maybe five to 10 years time in electrification will probably be quite different than the technology we're working with today. It is a very immature um, marketplace and technology that we're working with. And I think there'll be plenty of changes and we can already see new technologies on the horizon. So for Cummins, we're very determined we're gonna stay at the forefront of those technology developments and continue to look out and work with partner companies on where that technology may go. But I think we're at the beginning of this industry and I think that there's a way to go on all of those factors. Now, Julie, do you foresee emissions regulations being a significant factor in electric vehicle adoption 
or will this be based mostly on the business case? So I think for some applications like bus, I think the business case is already kind of there and and there's some sense in it. But I actually do like for many of our uh, much of the last uh, few decades, emissions regulations are going to play a big part. And I think the difference will be we may see local emissions regulations rather than more um, you know, national uh, regulations that we've been used to. So I think the world of regulation will be slightly different as well. Okay. And is there a place for uh, diesel-electric hybrids in trucking, uh, or do you see this going full electric, or you know maybe even pairing electric with uh, hydrogen fuel cell technology, as you discussed earlier, to extend the range of the vehicle? Yeah, I certainly I think there is a place for hybrids, and whether how long that lasts really depends on advancements in um, in battery technology. But right now, for anything beyond two to three hundred miles, then really a hybrid solution is is more effective than a than a fully electric just because of lack of charging infrastructure and the size of the batteries you would need to meet that range. So I actually think hybrids have got a very, very good place in in certain areas of trucking. Um, But then in the future, yes, we see hydrogen fuel cell technology playing a part as well. And I think, you know, for for us, we we can be that one-stop shop for all those technologies and um, have the ability to be able to service and support those vehicles of any type anywhere in the world. Okay. And, you know, just kind of looking at the history of the trucking industry, you know, diesel really has been the, the primary fuel for, for many decades now, and that's unlikely to change anytime soon. But, you know, we're now looking at several alter- alternative power sources that have been introduced or at least explored. You know, we have natural gas, you know, now we have a, a big push into electrification. Uh, but which fuel, uh, which power source do you see as the as the eventual successor to diesel as trucking's number one fuel? Uh, do you foresee a day when battery electric trucks are indeed more common on the road uh, than diesel trucks? So I, I think it'll be a long time before for line haul trucks that, that battery electric is going to be more more prevalent than diesel. I think, you know, I can see a world where as you go into a city, most of the vehicles operating in that city will be electric of electric or fuel cell and certainly zero emissions of some kind. So I think it'll there'll be a variety of solutions. And I think, you know, that's what we see for, for many, many years. I think the customer is going to be in a great position because I, I think they'll have plenty of choice and they'll be able to choose the best technology that suits their 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 application and the needs of what they're trying to do and their own objectives, whether that's productivity, whether it's environmental sustainability, efficiency, whatever they want to do, they'll have more choices than I think they've had in the past. So I think, you know, our our aim is to give the customer what they need rather than just what we have, which is why we're making these investments across different solutions. At International Truck, we know that when it comes to electric vehicles, we all have a lot of questions. Will electric charge ahead of diesel? When will operating costs for electric trucks reach parity with diesel? Will electric stay for the will long haul? Will it become a dominant force in our industry? When will federal regulations for when will there be a predictive technology infrastructure for long haul? What's next? Let's talk about it. Join International Truck in driving transportation forward at upnexttrucking.com. Next up on Road Signs, we're excited to welcome Mike Roth, Executive Director of NACFI, the North American Council for Freight Efficiency. Thanks for joining the show, Mike. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. 
Yeah, now electric trucks have been a very hot topic over the past year or so in this industry, but you know, let's try to separate the hype from the reality. So uh, what do you think, Mike? You know, How much of a place is there for electric vehicles and trucking? And how important is it for trucking executives to really be paying close attention to this? Yeah, it really is. Um, what we've found, Seth, is that um, you know we've kind of gone from, oh, I don't think electric trucks will be a thing. Uh, you know, there's just too many challenges with them. To, huh, maybe they will be. To, um, I think in the last year now we're pretty certain we'll have electric trucks. Um, even have some being deployed right now. So, um, I think uh, the industry and our findings in particular that we we've moved from. Um, possibly to, to we will, but like a lot of technologies, you just don't know how big the saturation will be. You know, how many of the different applications and vocations are, are good for electric, which ones should stay diesel or even gasoline or even natural gas. So, um, so we're pretty certain that it will happen. And um, I already think that trucking executives are, uh, are very involved. I mean, one of the reasons we believe that that it will be a um, a solution that'll be deployed in the next years is because um, you know really all stakeholders are are after electric trucks. We've got startup companies, we've got the truck OEMs, but we also have you know things like electric axles and um, you know batteries that are more tuned for trucking rather than passenger cars. And I'm shocked at even how the small fleets, how knowledgeable the small fleets are on electric trucks. So um, this isn't just a media splash, you know, occasionally we, we see that, but, um, kind of the whole industry is after it. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it really is just about all the suppliers and OEMs who are investing in this and on some level and, and a lot of interest on the part of fleets. You know, NACFI just uh, recently published an in-depth guidance report on electric trucks. So our timing is very good here. Um, you know, so Mike, while you were conducting your research, were there any comments or issues that, uh, really stood out to you over the course of that uh, process? Yeah, a bunch of them. So, um, first of all, you know, all these technologies, it's important to understand the duty cycle and really the fleet, you know, sort of business practices or business models, um, because it, it matters, you know, sometimes if you have company drivers versus, um, uh, independent contractors or whether, you know, you're operating on the long haul or in the city, in mountains, in hot temperatures, cold temperatures, all that matters for, for everything, including tires, transmissions, the things that we typically see on diesel trucks. But it matters even more with electric trucks. And, you know, the biggest example is that, you know, we talk about range anxiety of, of battery charge. And, you know, it's not only the 10 or 11 hour shift that the battery needs to support operation of the truck. Um, or what I should say is that's what's going to happen, you know, enough charge to get through the day. But if you look at diesel trucks or gasoline trucks, anything from class three to class eight, the fuel tanks are very inexpensive. The fuel to put in it isn't that much. Um, and, and you're going to use it anyway. So they'll put three days to a whole week or more of fuel on these trucks today. And so not only we have the range anxiety, but we got real range issues with the fact that the energy you're putting on the truck, uh, you know, will only last a day versus multiple days. Um, but there's a lot of other things we found in our guidance report. Um, you know, we were, uh, we, we did 10 arguments uh, on, on it. You can find that on our website. You know, these were for and against. And what we found is that, you know, people are really, really for them or really against them. And, uh, uh, we think things like cost and weight of the truck are actually better than a lot of people think. Um, a lot of weight comes out of the truck. and uh, But things like charge times and a few other things are continue to be real challenges. And, of course, probably the biggest thing is 
getting the infrastructure to where they can charge the truck. That's probably the biggest um, challenge. Okay. And we've discussed a lot of these different facets of, you know, really making electric work and trucking. Um, but beyond the range and uh, the, the charging infrastructure, you also have to look at uh, fuel costs. Of course, you're no longer buying diesel, uh, but you probably are going to be pay- paying a premium for the vehicle itself. And you have to consider the, the total cost of operation. So, Mike, if you had to just kind of you know, pinpoint a few, few examples, what do you see as the key factors for achieving a return on investment with electric trucks? Yeah, first of all, um, I would say that the, the calculation that fleets need to do to understand the total cost of ownership or the, you know, the payback or the, the, um, the, the, the finances of running an electric truck versus diesel truck are, are really complex and much more complex than if you're trying to figure out, you know, wide base tires versus duals or whether you want to put a six by two on the truck. So uh, that help for the industry, whether it's, you know, nonprofits like us helping uh, outline the various benefits and consequences and trying to help the industry monetize it or consulting firms um, assisting or others. Um, that's a, that's a big challenge. Um, but our work shows that, um, you know, the, the cost of the truck, you know, in some applications and duty cycles, and really it's in the smaller delivery trucks, you know, so much cost and weight come out of the truck. You know, the engine comes out, the, uh, a lot of fluids, of course, after treatment. And in our, uh, in our guidance, we looked at a, a class eight sleeper tractor. Uh, might've been a day cab. I can't remember, but there were 7,500 pounds of stuff that was in a diesel truck that was not in an electric truck. And that shocked uh, our team. I mean, that was a big number. Um, and so the weight isn't as significant as we had originally thought. And cost is of the truck is is sort of better than we thought. So when you think about that calculation of finances, um, you know probably the biggest unknown right now is the um, charging stations. How do you find them? How do you work with somebody? How do you get the power to the uh, the stand, the charger uh, from the grid? All of those are um, are, are big challenges for fleets. Um, the one of the things I haven't mentioned yet was probably our biggest aha with this work is how elegantly simple an electric truck is. That's what offers these weight savings and cost savings and maintenance savings because, um, you know, the truck is very simple. Um, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of moving parts go away uh, and on and on. So um, that offers startup opportunities. That offers clean sheet of paper design on the truck side. Um, offers a lot of indirect cost savings that I think can come out. You know, you think about a, a repair bay today with all of its you know, hazardous materials, removal equipment, and um, on and on and on. And we've talked to some fleets that are saying these electric trucks will be much more of like a white glove repair area, plug and play, tech, uh, computers checking default codes and fixing the truck. Um, very different maintenance and repair situation for electric trucks versus diesel and gasoline. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of those uh, fleet maintenance directors are excited about the prospect of you know, getting away from some of the diesel after treatment uh, systems that tend to cause uh, a lot of headaches and, and downtime. Uh, and that's the possibility with uh, uh, full electric uh, battery, uh, battery electric trucks. You know, right now, most of the truck makers are targeting applications like urban distribution and port drayage and, and refuse trucks as the first real use cases for electric. Uh, but for electric vehicles to work in long haul, we would need this network of charging stations across the country. So, Mike, what do you think is the, a realistic assessment of 
how difficult that will be to establish that and to, to really have a, a, a strong enough network to enable long haul for, for an electric truck. Yeah, Seth, with all due respect, I think the way you asked that question is exactly one of um, sort of the things we're learning about electric truck deployment. So, yes, drayage, urban city, um, even school buses and refuse, those, those um, applications that return home every night that stay close to the, uh, to the fleet's location, you know, all those are, are real good reasons to deploy electric trucks. Now, they don't get a lot of miles, so they're challenged with the payback because they get less, they burn less fuel and can save less fuel. But, and then there's the long haul piece. And what I think we're missing is something in between. And that's what we've really come to learn is that day cab, maybe two to 300 mile regional tractors, which is a growing segment. I mean, there is a finally, and I say finally, because I've been watching this for two to three decades, day cab production is up compared to sleeper production. We're seeing more hub and spoke in the distribution channels. Um, this will not be something that changes overnight. A small move to um, to day cabs, we think, from sleepers um, year over month over month, year over year. It helps get drivers home, which is another big challenge for the industry, as we all know. Um, so I, I sort of think in what we are finding with our work, and we're going to do a series of guidance reports on electric trucks. But we believe that um, a focus on the intracity trucks, as you mentioned, and while we're also focusing on uh, really great day cab battery electric commercial vehicles um, for that two to 300 mile segment. Um, and then maybe, you know, yes, long haul, we need to keep thinking about, but maybe put that off for another day and work on these battery electric trucks here. Um, that challenge of a, a national infrastructure charging stations is a really big one, Seth. So, um, you know, let's just, uh, but I don't think that's needed for us to make tons of progress in battery electric right now. And also, let's take a moment to consider the demands on the electric grid. If we do see large deployments of electric trucks uh, at some point in the future, uh, will there be this higher demand for electricity and will that become a concern uh, just just uh, from a power demand standpoint? Sure. We, you know, we've uh, since the release of our guidance report, you know, May 2nd, uh, a couple of good questions that have come up that, you know, are sort of uh you know, flipping a coin right now. We, d we just don't know. And the one is how clean is the grid? So, you know, are we really well off if we're still using coal to produce electricity? And, you know, there's a fast move to renewables or a relatively fast move to renewables. And so does the adoption of electric trucks map well with uh, the uh, adoption of renewables? And then also just the ability for the grid to get power and support it. Um, so far, our conclusions in talking to some, you know, grid experts and people in this area has been that um, that it'll likely be able to keep up. Um, now, of course, we asked the questions, well, we got brownouts and we got concerns and hot days and so forth, but uh, with the electric grid already. So if we start charging cars and trucks, what's going to happen? Well, um, yes, but there's ways to store it. There's ways to, you know, employ these renewables in, in ways that can support it. So, you know, kind of our current thinking on this, and we'll, we'll update as we learn more and more and more, is that, um, you know, this is America, investment goes where demand is needed. And if we create the trucks and the uh, charging infrastructure, the grid will keep up. That's sort of our our thought right now. And, and we'll keep uh, updating everybody as we learn more. Okay. And then, you know, just to, to close out, I wanted to kind of just ask you the, the big picture question, Mike. You know, diesel has been the trucking industry's main fuel for a long time now, and it's not likely to change soon. 
But do you think Battery Electric is now the leading contender to eventually succeed diesel as the industry's primary fuel at some point in the future? Or do you think it might be uh, another power source or fuel that we aren't discussing at the moment? Yeah, great question. And, you know, we all are working hard to deliver the goods every day. So, you know, the industry kind of becomes a bit, you know, short in the short term, you know, and in the medium term. And so there's not a lot of people thinking, you know, 10, 20, 30 years out. And I think that question's asked, you know, in terms of 10 to 20 years out, because I do think, you know, we'll have diesel on long haul for 10 years from now. We'll have long haul sleeper trucks that are diesel, maybe less of them than today, but there'll be battery electric. I think there will still be natural gas um, in 10 years. But if you look even longer, um, you know, a lot of experts, a lot of people do see, you know, a new a move to renewable energy um, and electricity uh, that then can be brought into transportation and that that has, um, you know, not only big, you know, long-term as we work on all of these things we've talked about, long-term benefits and not only cost, but in uh, environmental um, um, improvements. So, uh, yes, I, you know, I think it is, but, um, you know, people talk about bridge fuels and, and bridging until we get there. I think that's a really long bridge that will include, um, you know, gasoline, diesel and, um, and natural gas. Um, you know, maybe there's other, another bridge fuel, you know, we've got, uh, bio biofuels and so forth, but, um, I think we'll have different fuels, but I do think electric offers a lot of opportunity. At International Truck, we're driving important changes in our industry. Take electric. We know there's been a lot of discussion about the future of electric-powered vehicles in our industry. And it's not really a question of if, but when electric could fuel commercial vehicles in the near future. At International Truck, we're focused on unlocking the potential of this technology in a strategic way and taking a methodical and pragmatic approach that allows our customers to all benefit. All this change is happening faster than ever and it's creating a lot of speculation. As industry leaders, we at International Truck, together with you, want to address advancements, from electrification to connectivity to the digital supply chain and more, so we can all move towards a successful tomorrow. Join International Truck in driving transportation forward at upnexttrucking.com. As we wind down, let's reflect on what we've learned about electric power and trucking. It's clear that manufacturers of electric trucks face many challenges. Battery technology must continue to improve, and costs will need to come down. But the potential gains from fuel savings and reduced emissions are impossible to ignore. Electric trucks may also reduce maintenance and vehicle downtime. That being said, diesel trucks aren't going anywhere, and truck makers will probably continue to build them for decades to come. So if we return to our original question, will your next truck be a plug-in, the answer in most cases will be no. But in a few short years, that answer might just be yes in certain applications, such as refuse, urban distribution, and similar use cases where the truck is back at the terminal at the end of the day and recharging overnight. From there, battery electric technology can expand into other applications, including regional line haul. Then the expansion of charging infrastructure could open the way for electric trucks to enter long haul, and you might just find yourself adding electric vehicles to your fleet sooner than you ever expected. Road Signs will return in September to examine the potential applications for blockchain technology in the transportation industry. Until then, I'm Seth Clevenger. Thank you for listening. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. 
I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.